What is up? What is up, everybody? This is Carmine Davis, and you are listening to the Carmine Davis Show. I wanted to say, <laughs> I want to say, you are listening to the Carmine Davis Morning Show. Do do do. This is is a, that's a whole nother thing. And if you are too young to understand, or am I too old? I don't know, child. But anyway, you are listening to the Carmine Davis Show. Thank you so much for listening. How are you doing? How is your heart? And it's a lot going on, child. But we are still winning. We are still winning. We are triumphant. And if you're not winning, you're losing. You know what I mean? That makes you a loser. Um, anyway, child. If you are new to the show, make sure you like, subscribe, review this show. You know the drill. If you don't, you need to do it. I don't produce these kind of shows for my health so make sure you follow subscribe like rate and um review the show i'd love to hear some feedback you know feedback um constructive feedback is important to me i do take it very well to a lot of people's surprise i love the reviews i love the reading the emails and the comments and i tend to usually uh, reply to them as long as you are not one of those fake spammy pages where some hater has created and want to hide behind a shadow uh, profile or whatever. But if you are a real fan, I, I love to hear it. And so many of y'all have such positive things to say about the show. And apparently my show is kind of good. You know, it showed up. This has been like, um, it's the, the week for the Spotify wrapped and a lot of people have been giving me like a lot of shout outs on there. They are comfortable enough to actually share that I am one of their most played podcasts this year. And I'm, I'm very like, I'm a very, uh, I'm not humble. I don't believe in, I believe in humbleness from with, within, but I feel like on the outside, you have to let people know, you know what I mean? Humbleness and um, is not always beneficial. But I am very humble within and I'm gracious more than anything. And I'm grateful for everyone who shares this hour with me every week. I really am. And I thank you all so much for sharing with me consecutively to the point where I'm the most, your most listened to podcast and Spotify. Oh my God. <laughs> but if you are a regular, um, listener and your subscriber you know what's next but if you're not we're going to the hot topic this week um and this hot topic is coming from of course the usual suspect lovebscott.com the beautiful lovebscott our little love muffin over there and last week we discussed the grammy noms you know that was a mess um if you didn't go ahead and listen to that last episode um, <laughs> I mean, I, I I stick by what I say about the Grammys, um, and their nominations and all of that. I still I still stand by that. But anyway, the Oscars have come up, and they they, they wanna um they came up on the docks the docket and uh child. Okay, so. 
again, lovebscott.com. Oscars 2020, oh no, Oscars 2021 will happen in person, Academy says. Okay. (laughs) Now, okay. So why not? I guess, you know what I mean? Everybody else is still going on and acting like nothing is happening. So I guess the Oscars going to get a bunch of rich people together and they're going to celebrate. Okay. So the drop. So the 2021 Oscars will not take place virtually. The Academy of Motion Pictures, Arts and Sciences told Variety Tuesday and will instead be a traditional in-person ceremony. The Oscars in-person telecast will happen, a rep for the Academy and ABC, which airs the show said. The awards show was postponed and moved to April 25th, 2021, amid the coronavirus pandemic, mostly in hopes that the theaters would reopen so more films. Oh, I did not know that. So more films will be eligible. Instead, it amended rules, making streaming only films eligible for the first time ever. But that later date moved from February 28, 2021 could come. It's hard for me to say 2021 for some reason. I just keep wanting to say 2020, 2020, 2020. February 28th, 2021 could come in handy as COVID-19 cases have skyrocketed in recent weeks and the world continues to await vaccines. Now the Academy will have to suss out details for the live show while maintaining safety protocols, including how many guests will be allowed. Mm. Inside of now. Okay. When, when I go, Ooh, like, because I'm re I like to read the drops when I like get them. Like I like to read them immediately. Once I click the link, I read the basis of it, but I like my reaction and my gags to be authentic. And this is kind of like a gag. Okay. Anyway, the award show was postponed and moved to April 25th, 2021 amid the coronavirus pandemic, mostly in the hopes that theaters would reopen. So more films would be eligible instead amended rules, making streaming only films eligible for the first time ever. But at the later date, moved from February 28, 2021, could come in handy as COVID-19 cases have skyrocketed in recent weeks and the world continues to await vaccines. Now, the Academy will have to suss out details for the live show while maintaining safety protocols, including how many guests will be allowed inside the Dolby Theater in Los Angeles, California, where the show is typically held. The Academy has done a walkthrough of the Dolby recently to see all the multiple options, the reptile variety of the 3,400 seat venue. The 2021 Golden Globes were also pushed back, now slated to take place on February 28th. Typically, the show first kicks off award season and held on the first Sunday of the calendar year. The Hollywood Foreign Press Association announced in July that the show would be live from the Beverly Hills Hilton in Beverly Hills and hosted by Tina Fey and Amy Poehler. The Critics' Choice Award slated for March 7th and the Screen Actors Guild Award, which will be held March the 14th, are also still on, but organizers told Variety both shows' formats are still up in the air. Maybe by April, things will have returned to some sort of normalcy. No, it won't. I don't know. I I just kind of feel like people are not... 
they don't have a sense of reality about what is going on in the world. That's a sweet sentiment. Um, Before I go into that, you know, one, they could invite me to the Oscars. I would go. But (laughs) if they invite me to the Oscars during this pandemic, I would brave it and go. But I would think about it. And I would probably give a bunch of hell no's before I give a hell yes. And because that's going to be a mess. (laughs) They're not going to have anybody worth their salt there. Like, I don't see anybody. I think what will happen is you would have to damn near guarantee that they are winning for them to be at the Oscars. And they're going to have to be, they're going to have to know that they're winning to even be in that place. They only have to invite winners. So, that already you already lose the you know what i'm saying like the shock and the um the magic of it because if they're there not imagine not showing up or even even better imagine showing up to the oscars during a fucking pandemic and you go home with nothing and you just sat your ass there at the dolby theater full of COVID or around COVID of these people who have fucking every fucking thing. You know what I'm saying? Like, and you go home with nothing. And then, okay. Also imagine that you're, you, all the people who are winning are at home while you're sitting there in your best dress. You're like a fucking loser. Cause they wouldn't dare brave it because they have the right mind. They're in their right minds. 3,400 people in one room. Of course, they're going to slice it in half, but come on. This is not going to, like, let's be real about everything. Even if they got the vaccines out and delivered it door to door to everybody by April or February or March, like, come on. Come on. Like, for real. And then if you do, if you know anything about award shows, people already have it in their mind if they're going or not. It takes months and 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 prior to even know what you're gonna do, what you're gonna wear, who you're going with. This takes months in advance. So if they don't know if they're gonna win or if it's worth it by January, right now, they're not going. They're not going. Who you're gonna get in it's gonna be a bunch of C listers and D listers. And maybe one or two B-listers in the audience. And all the A-listers and people who probably will be winning will be telecasting in. Come on now. Like, come on. Like, I, I think it'd be, it's a nice sentiment, but I feel like they should do what the Golden Globes and everybody did last year, I think. I, wasn't it last year or this summer or something? I don't know. There was an award show this summer that... um. I don't, and uh, to be honest and keep it funky, I don't really watch award shows like that. I don't really care for them because I already know that they're, I already know, you know, whatever, but they're not that important. They're great. I will go to award shows, I guess. I mean, but they're not like the end all be all. I think, I think it's, that's what I'm not understanding about the Grammys and stuff like that. Like it's nice and I would love to win one, but if I never won a Grammy, I don't think I would lose a wink of sleep. 
You know what I'm saying? Like, it, I don't know. Like, I, I, if I never went, I would like to go. What if I don't? I mean, so? You know what I'm saying? Like, it's nice to want those things, but I think to risk your life during a pandemic to go and you may not win, like, that's a little weird. Do you know what I'm saying? But what do I know? I don't know. What y'all think? Do you think this is going to be like the regular, regular Oscars? Are you or are you not disillusioned? And you realize that nothing will ever be the same after COVID and people are actually just being crazy. Let me know. Tweet me at Carmine Davis. Um, Instagram.com slash Carmine Davis show. Instagram.com slash Carmine Davis. Let me know what you think. You can also email me, bitch. You know what I mean? Carmine Davis show at gmail.com show at Carmine Davis.com. Let me know. I, I, I think people, I'm not saying that we won't ever get to that point. Like, don't get me wrong. Like I'm not one of those people who think that the world is going to come to an end and we're all going to die soon. I don't, I think it, I could see how people think that, but I don't, I think honestly, I don't feel like we would be that lucky. I feel, I feel like what's going on right now is crazy and I feel like we will get through it, but we'll never be the same and we should never be the same. We should never want to be the nasty ass ways we were before. We should never want to aspire to have 3,400 dirty ass motherfuckers in a room together, breathing on each other. Like when I think about it, I wasn't a germaphobe as like, to say but when I think about it and I think about like things like Michael Jackson or like Naomi Campbell and all of them in hazmat outfits and all that and I used to just think it was so laughable but now I realize when it, it happened when COVID happened and how they were just at first talking about you know wash your hands for 20 seconds take your you know shower regularly and you know um Make sure that if you're feeling sick, stay home. And, you know, easy shit that should not be that hard. Things that are not hard. They're not asking for. (laughs) They're not asking for anything. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, that's when all you have to do is just. Do what you should have been doing in the first washing your fucking hands. And people just laughed at it. People just laughed. Y'all laughed. Like it was nothing. Like nothing was going on. And that to me sent alarms off. Like, oh my God, you bitches can't even fucking wash your fucking hands after you take a shit in a public bathroom. You'll walk by it so brazenly, like washing your hands is for fucking punks or some shit like that. Like, oh, child, y'all, we should never want to be like how we were before. People were just fucking disgusting. They still are beating their fucking dicks and <laughs> playing with their fucking ass and walking out and going to serve people and take care of people or shake hands with people and fucking wiping their nose and wiping it on their pants and and going on people are disgusting 
we have to be honest about something. People are nasty as hell. People are fucking nasty. People are nasty. And it's time for us to keep it funky about it. No pun intended. We got to keep it a buck. Like, y'all know what I'm saying? I'm going to have to keep it a buck. Like, people are nasty. People are nasty. You, you, I still, to this day, go in public restrooms. And I'm, while I'm washing my hands, I literally see these fuckers. These disgusting-ass bitches taking their fucking dick out at the nastiest bathroom in a fucking nastiest fucking restaurant or some shit like that and walking by me and kind of chuckling to themselves like I'm a fucking loser because I'm washing my fucking hands like I'm some fucking pussy because I chose to wash my hands after fucking wiping my fucking ass and you know what I'm saying like uh, I'm sorry but it's true it's true you bitches are nasty and y'all need to be stopped. And no, COVID is going to rise until these bitches get their shit together. And I'm, I'm pro shutdown. I'm, I'm pro. I'm for it. I'm here. I'm here for it. If you want to shut down, let's shut down. But just make sure that we shut down when I'm at home because I'm still not in my house yet. We are still doing the, mod- the modifications on the roof. So just wait. Mr. Biden and Ms. Kamala. But anyway, moving on. That was the hot topic. Make sure you um visit the link in the profile if you want to read the article. Process it yourself. <laughs> Hell. Because you can't take my word for it. You know, take your read it for your fucking self. It's in the um the podcast description link. Take a look at that. And if you are just tuning in, um, your mammy's playing this in the kitchen or whatever, and you're like, who the fuck is this bitch going off about people washing their fucking hands after they wipe their ass? Make sure you follow, subscribe, like this podcast, The Carmine Davis Show, and review it. Let me know what you think. We're on all streaming platforms, but we are home to Spotify, so... Anyway, y'all know what the middle segment is. If you don't know, it is the artist spotlight. We usually spotlight either an artist or a musical movement or whatever. Last week it was Justin Bieber and his crazy ass claim that he basically should be in the R&B category. I literally was talking to somebody about this today. They were doing their, of course, their Spotify wrapped and I'm there, you're wrapped. And Bieber was all over his rap. And it was just so, we were all talking about how kind of embarrassed they are, we all are of our Spotify rap. My number one artist this, this year, I'm not going to tell you. You have to go on my Instagram and click the playlist um, highlight and see for yourself. I'm not going to say, but I'm not ashamed. I'm not ashamed, but this particular person was like Bieber, 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 Justin Bieber, and he just went on and on about how Bieber did one of the best albums this year. Suck my fucking ass. Like, I mean, no offense to Justin Bieber, but anyway, that's not what we're talking about today. If you want to hear about Bieber and how I feel about it, listen to the last podcast. But right now, I want to talk about someone who I'm not going to do a too deep and dive on this particular artist. But there have been some things on my chest this last year about this one particular artist. 
you might know her, Jennifer Lopez. Amazing woman. I, I want to start by saying how she is someone who I admire. I look up to Jennifer. She is one of my heroes in life, period. And she's a Leo. So, you know, she already has won my heart. I completely understand a lot of Jennifer Lopez's ways. I think that she is really taught these bitches in this industry how to hustle. And I applaud her. But there's some things that she's done this year that kind of gave, you know, made me look at her a little weird. But I love her nonetheless. And I want to discuss Jenny from the block in a different way. Okay, so this article, of course, coming from lovebscott.com, where she discusses that Jennifer Lopez has never gotten Botox. Um, I'm not that person. That's what she says. And I'm going to read the article, of course, and then I will go in on her. Um, <laughs> not in on her, but kind of. Well, OK, so J-Lo wants you to know that she is an all natural woman. No injections, injections for her. I'm real indeed. Ahead of the launch of JLo Beauty skincare line, apparently a, the ageless superstar Jennifer Lopez revealed that she's never t- turned to injections to keep her famous face wrinkle free. I haven't ever had Botox to this day. The in the morning hitmaker 51 told editors during a Zoom call to discuss her first ever beauty brand. I'm not that person. I don't have anything against people that doing that. It's just not my thing. I'm more about a natural approach to skincare, but I want my products to work. I want the hyaluronic acid in there. I want the things that are going to help because I don't want to have to go to the needles at some point. I'm not saying one day I won't, but I haven't yet. Okay. Um... Lopez did reveal that early in her career, an ex-boyfriend did encourage her to give a wrinkle-erasing injection a try. I was in my 20s, and I was dating this guy, she recalled. He went to one dermatologist, and I went to another dermatologist. Basically, my dermatologist gave me a great cleanser and some sunscreen and said, if you do this from now on, your skin is healthy. You're young right now. It's going to be great. Her ex's doctor had a different opinion. She said, did you know you have a little line right here? We, would, we should start Botox. I mean, I had to be 23 years old, right? And I was like, I'm going to pass, Lopez shared. I didn't like needles anyway, but the boyfriend's like, yeah, you should try. She just started. I do that. I was like, no, thank you. And I just wonder what would have happened to me if I started Botox at 23. What would I look like right now? My face would totally be different, a totally different face today. In lieu of invasive procedures, Lopez credits her flawless complexion to olive oil. It's a secret I've used over the years because it really does work. She said, and diligent SPF application. One thing, one of the big things I would encourage everyone to do from the time they're 15 years old, even younger, is wear sunscreen every day, she urged. That's a big skin care secret that people kind of, but don't do. They use moisturizers, but they don't put on sunscreen every day. That is something I have done from the time I was 22 years old. Out January the 1st, JLo Beauty will offer a $79 serum, genuinely, genuinely dubbed 
the JLo, that JLo Glow, along with a sunscreen, dietary supplement, face mask, cleanser, wonder cream, and more. All formulated with, you guessed it, olive oil. Everyone seems to have a skincare line right now, but JLo joining Pharrell makes the most sense. They both have amazing skin and they look great for their age. And I agree. I think Jennifer Lopez is telling the truth. I think Jennifer Lopez without makeup looks like a 54-year-old woman from the Bronx and a Puerto Rican from the Bronx. Um, she looks great. She looks really, really, really great. Um, and I think I believe her. I'm someone who believes in the exact same thing. I get compliments on my skin all the time. And it's because I use sunscreen and I don't use olive oil, I use almond oil. Um, and grapeseed oil, I use rose water, and I actually am also starting my own um lifestyle brand. Um, I wouldn't call it a beauty brand, but it has beauty products in it, including including a rose water that I think will be amazing. I believe in rose. I mean, come on, it's a rose. Like, look at the rose's tulips. Like, they're the most beautiful things in the world. Like, they're so tight and they're so beautiful. And once you refine that oil in them, come on now. Like, they're, they're beautiful. But anyway, I believe Jennifer Lopez. But... I say all that because I, I'm excited about J- JLo Beauty and I will be, um, I will buy her face mask, her cleanser, her wonder cream. I will buy all that bullshit from Jennifer because I believe in her. But what I don't like is our little Negrita from the Bronx. Um, she has done a lot of crazy shit this year that I kind of side eye and I think she's at that point where she feels like she can say well she always has as we all know jennifer lopez has never been the one to kind of i think she just recently in the last 10 years kind of reeled it in but as a leo woman she just always says whatever the fuck comes in her head and kind of does whatever she wants and doesn't understand that i'm gonna keep it real how she handled this black lives matter movement was kind of disheartening for me I thought when all this shit was going down, Jennifer Lopez would jump right in the mix. I thought Jennifer Lopez was down, bitch. Like, I thought J-Lo was going to be on the front line. I thought we were going to see her out there on the marches. Maybe not in the marches, but we would see her donating, uh, bringing a fleet of water or some shit like that. Like, I knew, I just knew Jenny from the block would be down for us when i was out there marching i just knew jennifer lopez was you know the spirit she was in it and i just can't help but believe that jennifer lopez was looking at all the shit on her phone and was like okay send me more samples of my jello beauty line i know that sounds really really weird and like what do these two have in common but I think often about who I support more and more every year. And I, every year, I, I, this year, a lot of people really were cut off of my support and my dime and my streams. It was a lot of them. It was almost heartbreaking 
a lot of people who I actually were was excited about or loved or even dudes I had my they were my man crush Mondays they really let me down this year and I can't help but keep it real about Jennifer Jennifer Lopez was one of my all-time favorite inspiration she really and she still is I won't I won't lie and act like Jennifer was not one of my biggest inspiration or still is like everything I do I want to do everything just like Jennifer but she let me down she let me down I, I, I the fact that I went and looked on her profile for weeks almost wondering if she's going to say anything and she didn't and then she just posted the of course the the black box you know that everyone else you know posted it just kind of was disheartening to me and then she called herself Anagrita from the Bronx I don't know Jennifer and then when I found out that her son had to tell her ask her to support Black Lives Matter like in June she decided to speak out about it when everybody had gotten together and discussed what happened months after George Floyd, you know what I'm saying? Like after all this happened after decade, and then I guess I have to give it to her. Cause there's some of these niggas that still that are black and they still have not spoken out for black lives matter. So, I mean, I guess I gave her that, but I don't know. Like, I don't know. And like, she waited into June to March in Los Angeles with fucking Alex Rodriguez, which you know I appreciate. I appreciate it. Like I, I appreciate that. I, I'm not going to knock it. You know what I mean? Like I don't care how long it takes you to get there, as long as you get there. You know what I mean? But I don't know. I just thought for sure that Jennifer would be like. I don't know. I, I appreciate her for coming out. And then even when I saw it, it was sort of just like, child, let me go out here and march, but y'all better not leave my side, child. You know, like, I don't know. But I don't know. I also want to believe that it was Ernest and it was Jennifer because she didn't have to. I don't know. I, I'm conflicted. What do y'all think? What do y'all think? I don't know. Tweet me, Carmine Davis, or um, Instagram me, Carmine Davis Show. Instagram me, like Carmine Davis. Um, email me, Carmine Davis Show at gmail.com. What do you think about Jennifer Lopez? And other artists, there's a lot of, there was a lot of artists who I was scratching my head at because they are artists who have such a large black following. And I was, of course, I wasn't shocked by the Kardashians. I think a lot of people just did not know what to do when this was going on. I think because of the press and how split the press was or whatever. I feel like I, I, this is how I feel about it. The Black Lives Matter, um, what happened this year. I feel like this year when it happened it really your first initial reaction of it told everything about your heart and who you were as a person no one had to tell me that of course you know i had my friends that i talked things through with who helped me 
make sense of things that I was seeing. I was, of course, like if you would have talked to me five, six years ago, I would not, I was an idiot about what privilege and everything was. Luckily I had friends and everything in my, in my life who weren't assholes about what it's like to, you know, an honest about what's going on out into the world. So when it happened and George Floyd happened, my heart immediately sank uh, from everything. But that was to me, and I think I can speak for everybody when I say that was just the last straw. Not right now, bitch. Not right now. We're in this, uh, not in a panty. You know what I mean? Not right now. We are fucking on lockdown and y'all still are at our ass. Is that to me? And I was at my, I went, I mean, I, when it happened that day, I was, I remember I was on the phone all day with my best friend at the time, my ex-best friend at the time. And, um, we were, we were talking and I, I lived up and coming, he lived in Atlanta or, and we just couldn't get to each other, but, and we were afraid, like we were kind of, both of us were scared and he was talking to me and he was just kind of bringing me down to earth about everything that was going on and what we saw. And I remember going, I went to Los Rios and then I remember just feeling panicked. Like, you know, my favorite spot, Mexican restaurant is Los Rios up in here and coming. And I remember just feeling panicked. Like I shouldn't be out. You know what I mean? Like I felt like I should be hiding. And, and I remember going to Los Rios and um, there's a server there and he was like, how are you feeling? And I was like, I'm okay. You know, my my usual, you know, what you always say when someone says, are you okay? And he's like, no, brother, how are you doing? And he was Hispanic. And I remember, like, the TV's playing it over and over again right in front of me. And I told him, I said, I'm not okay. He said, me neither. Let me get you a drink. And he put me away from everybody. And he's talked to me. And we talked freely about what was going on. And I remember just that alliance and how I felt. And I knew that there was something I had to do. And I knew right then and there, like, I'm done. I lost my illusions. I I lost the, I felt like there was a wall that just crumbled. It was the last bit of the wall that crumbled. And I was into this reality. I was into in the woods and in this jungle. And I wanted to fight my way through it. And I've been fighting ever since. And I, I've been forever changed by what transpired. And it happened immediately when I saw it and when it came to me. And I feel like that's what people who have a decent heart felt. And I think people like leaders and people who could set aside or who are brave enough to set aside business and money and their um, political connections or their friends or all that. Like there was a time when literally everybody, it, it was scary. You know, I was literally did not know what everybody, like everybody was shocking me about how they reacted to black lives matter and how indifferent some of the black people that I grew up with were or how, they were on the right of it all and just being like, we don't need to be doing this and rioting. And, and they just kept calling, like it was just rioting and looting. And it was, it was a mess. And I felt like that was the first type of people who went and braved that. And I think there was other people because of those people like me and then people, but even people before who've been doing it for years, black lives matter did not just come up this year. There were people I'm, I'm also a part of the sheep. 
You know what I mean? There were people who were doing it for years. But I think this year in in particular, there was this whole big thing, people who went to go brave it during the pandemic and the coronavirus, and there were people who followed after, who had their own little motivations. Do you know what I'm saying? Like there were people who had, whether it was like, okay, they're right, this is wrong. It took them a while to get it. And then there are people who were like, okay, so this is what we're doing. This is where we're at. And this is what we need to do. And I'm not sure which part or where, what part Jennifer is on. I like to think that she's on the former, but I, I don't know. I don't know. What do y'all think? I don't know. I don't know if I want to support Jennifer in this, but I am going to. I'm going to support Jennifer, but I don't, I'm not going to like it. I ain't gonna post about it, you know. She don't get my spotlight. I guess she just did. But <laughs> I love her, man. But I am very—I have to be keep it real. I'm de- very disappointed with her. I'm very disappointed with how she handled the Black Lives Matter movement. But I appreciate her honesty about it. When she even says there's an article where she says that her son encouraged her to speak up from Black Lives Matter. But I'm like, bitch, you've been with us for decades, girl. Like, your biggest hits. Like, we gave you, why would, why would we have to, why did your little son have to tell you that we mattered? But whatever. What do y'all think? Let me know. But anyway, let's move on to the next segment. This is the love, relationship, and sex segment. And this week, it's another drop from Cosmopolitan.com. Shout out to CosmoCarlton.com. And this one is a big one. We usually do, um, it usually gets really steamy around this segment. But this one, we want to talk about something real. And something I think very interesting. And that hits kind of close to home. Um, And it's the five apology languages. Your everything to know guide on apology language. Okay, similar in concept to a love language, an apology language is how you give and receive an I'm sorry. And while you probably never put too much thought into what it that looks like for you, how you apologize to your partner is actually extremely important to consider, especially since everyone requires something different in order to move past an argument. That's because humans are all wired differently. For you, it might be sufficient to hear the words I'm sorry, you're right after a fight but for someone else the words i'm sorry could feel empty in like a shallow way of moving past it me okay so let's break down everything there is to know about apology languages because as much as i love a good love language apology languages are high key just as important and as a capricorn man i obviously sent for a big ass apology what are the apology languages Apology languages became a thing when Gary Chapman, PhD, wrote about it in his book, The Five Languages of Apology with Jennifer Thomas. And in case you missed it, he also wrote The Five Languages Too, The Five Love Languages Too. Chapman basically says love languages equals how you tell or show someone you love them and apology languages equals how to t- you tell that person you're sorry. One, expressing regret. I feel ashamed for how I hurt you. Two, accepting responsibility. I was wrong for doing that to you. Three, genuinely repent. I can only imagine the pain, much pain I caused. I'm so sorry. I won't do it that again. Next time I will do ABC differently. Four, making restitution. This is how I'll make it up to you. Five, requesting forgiveness. Will you forgive me for letting you down? 
Why is it so important to know your apology language? Assuming you want your relationship to actually like work out, apology languages are everything. They allow individuals to strengthen their relationships by improving their ability to facilitate forgiveness. Says psychiatrist, psychiatrist Leela R. Magavi, MD, and properly understanding your partner's apology language will help individuals apologize in a manner in which all parties feel heard and valued, she says. If the end goal is to move past an argument with your partner, which I'd hope that's the case, it wouldn't make sense to ex- express regret and accept responsibility if your partner needs you to make restitution to feel better about the situation people speak different languages and it's important to understand them to not only gain a deeper understanding of your partner but also to yourself says relationship and dating expert amy olson misunderstandings may creep in if you and your partner have different apology languages the only way to avoid them is to know each other's type and act on it whenever you need when the need arises So what can you do if you have a different apology language than your partner? Compromise, compromise, compromise. Let's use love language as an example for a second. If you know your partner's love language is a physical touch, despite yours being words of affirmation, you're still going to give them a hug to make them feel appreciated after a tough day, yeah? And you do that even despite words of affirmation being your love language. Same same applies for an apology languages. Seek to understand and make an intention to practice each other's apology languages as a means to become closer and heal together. Says certified sex therapist and clinical psychologist Janet Brito. This is super crucial. This is super crucial. This is super crucial if you want to effectively be able to make amends, repair the injury, and grow together. She says, even if it may feel unfamiliar to request forgiveness. Or accept responsibility for something your partner needs should be considered just as much as your own when coming down from an argument. And this can almost entirely be figured out by communication, my friends. All right. So how can you figure out what your apology love language is? Chapman has an easy quiz you can take on his website right this way, which I will have a link in the description. It'll take you less than 10 minutes and makes kind of a cute date night idea with your person too. But in addition to the quiz, Dr. Magavi suggests journaling and or speaking with a therapist to help you understand your own apology language and what you need from a partner. Plus, as mentioned before, communication is absolutely key. So ask your partner and loved ones to educate themselves on their apology language or just take the quiz together. This knowledge will help prevent relationship discord and heal fractured relationships, she confirms. Okay, so let's take the quiz because I want to be honest about something. The reason why this stuck out to me the most is because I'm a very unforgiving partner. I'm a very unforgiving person. Honestly, you know, reading this article, I'm going to keep it a buck. I don't know if I'm unforgiving or is it that people don't forgive or seek forgiveness from me the way that I need. So that's why this article made so um, much sense to me. I don't believe that a simple I'm sorry, you know, is something that, oh, no, bitch, you violated trust to me. And trust is everything. 
Trust is everything to me. I'm a Capricorn. Loyalty and trust is everything to me. And when someone violates that, how you amend it, I've, I've literally my, I think I've lost. Sometimes I feel like I lost the love of my life because I could not forgive them for violating my trust. I can't. I, 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 and then honestly, I think about it all the time about what kind of hell I put them through because I couldn't forgive them for violating me. And I think about it still to this day, like, do you forgive them? And the answer is no, because I don't believe that motherfucker is sorry. Because our love, apology languages are different. I think our love languages were similar, but, or he understood my love language, but our apology languages were all the way off. He felt like he sh- it should just be over with. It happened. It's done. I may or, I, he never said he's sorry, actually, when you think about it, but because it's a brand new day and he gave me your, your right, that, that should have been it. And it's not. I'm a very unforgiving person. Even taking this quiz, the answer, (laughs) I'm like, no. The answer is no. No, I will not forgive you. You shouldn't have done it. Like, there are certain things, like this this quiz, and it's in the link in the description. It says, your spouse failed to acknowledge your wedding anniversary. If you are not married, assume you are in this scenario. He, she should say, you should say nothing, nigga. You should be packing your shit and get the fuck out my house. How do you forget a whole anniversary? You know what I'm saying? Like, it's negligent. Like, how do you, and I get that there are things on your mind, but so fucking what? You're married. I don't know. I'm a bit, like I say, Take this with a grain of salt. I am a very unforgiving person. And I'm going to give you all my results of this quiz. Lord, if there are any, because I can't answer any of these because the answer is no to any of these. But according to the test, my apology language is make restitution. Which I agree. In our society, many people believe that wrong acts demand justice. The one who commits the crime should pay for their wrongdoings. A person who speaks this love language feels the same way towards apologies. They believe that in order to be sincere, the person who is apologizing should justify their actions. The partner who's been hurt simply wants to hear that their counterpart still loves them. There are many effective ways to demonstrate sincerity in an apology. Each partner must learn the other's love language in order to complete the act of restitution. Though some counterparts may feel as though all is forgotten with a bouquet of flowers, that may not necessarily work for all mates. Every mate should uncover what their partner's main love language is and use a specific love language in order to make restitution in the most effective way. For a mate whose primary apology language is making restitution, no matter how often you say, I'm sorry, or I was wrong, your mate will never find an apology sincere. You must show strong efforts for making amends. A genuine apology will be accompanied by the assurance that you still love your counterpart and have a desire to right the wrongdoings committed. That's right. That's the sad part. 
My love language is restitution. And a lot of people don't want to do that. They want to just glide on by and do it consecutively. Like, or act like it never happened, which pisses me off. I like, I'm a person of justice. And I believe that everything you do, you know what I mean? Like everything you do comes with consequences and you do me wrong, bitch. It's time to go to trial. It's time to go to trial. It's time to go to trial. And, um, yeah. So, and most people, y'all not ready for that restitution and what it would take to people feel like it's, um, kissing ass but in reality it's just affirmation that i'm important to you if you care about me you will do what it takes to regain my trust but anyway that is our show make sure you click the link in the description to see what your apology language is and let me know tweet me at carmine davis um instagram.com slash carmine davis show instagram.com slash carmine davis let me know what your apology apology language is i'm interested i I don't understand how you can have any other apology language (laughs) like how are y'all letting people just be like i'm sorry and you be like okay no (laughs) oh my god no i do understand i do understand that you know sometimes a just simple sorry suffices but not with me but that is our show thank y'all so much for listening this week um i love y'all um let's keep it moving and um i will see y'all next week